Hey yo, you are listening to the podcast of thousands. Late night talk, showcasing performers, and last time with zero the budget. Here's your host, Mikey P. Welcome everyone. I'm your host, Michael Panessa, and this is the podcast of thousands, where we showcase performers from actors to YouTubers and everything in between. On tonight's show, we'll have guest, actor, producer, and writer, Larry Dorff. Regarding you right now. Yeah. All right, just give it to me then. You and I have this idea for a movie. What's that? It's called Mr. First Lady. It's awesome. It's written for you. A male first Perfect. lady? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good show. Yeah. Are you pitching yeah. me a movie right now? Huh? Yeah. Why don't we wait for a timeout? No, it's written for you. It's great. It's perfect for you. And music by R&B artist, Glancy Kelly. You've been fading daydreaming, thinking about my love. Tonight I'm gonna give it to you, uh-huh. First, you must discuss. You must discuss. You must discuss. All right, new bit tonight. Uh, you must discuss. Uh, so on, you must discuss. I uh, get a friend or family member to come on and discuss an uncomfortable question. So I come up with the questions, and uh, my guest will decide the category. They got three categories to choose from: mind, body, and soul. And then uh, I give him the question, and we, we talk about it, and it should be uncomfortable. Uh, on tonight's show, we have my old neighbor and current, or still, friend, Jeremy. How are you doing tonight, Jeremy? I'm excellent. How are you, Michael? Excellent, excellent. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we're, we're friends right now. Who knows after, uh, after, you must, after you must discuss? Well, the night is young, so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> all right, so you get to choose. Uh, this, is all, this is all you. This is all on you. It's, it has nothing to do with right. me. So the categories okay. are the categories are mind, you know, stuff with you know your brain, thoughts, things like that. Body, physical stuff of all nature, and soul, like spiritual and that kind of stuff. Maybe religious or or whatnot. So so thinking of those three categories, what ca- category do you choose? You know, I think I'm going to go with body. Oh, body. Okay, so you didn't choose. You did choose body. Okay, I uh, just want to give you an idea of, uh, you know, what you would have, the question would have been, say, if you chose mind. So if you chose mind, your question okay. your question would have been, do you typically remember dreams? Oh. <laughs> so you missed an easy one there, man. If you would have chosen mind, yeah. that's that seems like an easy one, right? That's, yeah. Right. But you chose body, right? I did choose body. Okay, you chose body. Oh, okay. Here, here's your question. Now remember, you must discuss. I will discuss. Okay. If you woke up tomorrow as a woman, what dirty things would you do all day? <laughs> well, as soon as the alarm went off, I would masturbate. Okay. All right. All right. So that's uh, how long does that take? Well, you're never, you've never been a woman, so you don't know how long that takes. Right. Right. As a right, woman. right. Wow. That's really. That's really groundbreaking, and and actually, that's you know my stock answer for almost any question. <laughs> um, what would I do? What dirty things would I do as a woman all day long? I would spend a long time in the mirror just goggling myself. Wow, that's a really tough question. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something original or intelligent to you say. You don't sound uncomfortable at all. No, this is very thought-provoking. Okay, all right. Um, I feel like I've had this conversation before, and I was just as flummoxed then. What dirty things... So say you get out of the house. You're right. You get out of the house at some point. You're done masturbating. Get out of the house. 
I would definitely count the shortest skirt I could find. Okay. Uh, my repertoire is a little bit thin, but I would find something. And I would just go see what it's like to be a cat caught for a day, I guess. Break out your old short shorts? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I do own a pair of baby dukes for just recreational purposes. For this particular moment. <laughs> right. <laughs> if the moment ever comes. I don't know, am I hot? It's kind of a, a, a vague question. Are you hot? Is that what you said? Yeah, do I wake up as like a hot chick or of do I have course. my body just with, okay. Of course you're a hot chick. As hot as I am a dude, like that hot as a, as a lady, I, I would go pose for, for Playboy. Oh, you just, you just go, hey, uh, I'm here to pose for Playboy. <laughs> Look at the where, where do I, I sign mean, up? I, I need to do this today. Right. <laughs> I've got 22 hours and 17 minutes. Get your cameras ready. And I'd like to masturbate once more before I turn back to a guy. Yeah. At least a thousand times. At least a thousand times. Which is, you know, is average, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I want to flip this around on you for You Must Discuss. What would you do if you woke up as a woman tomorrow? Ah, this is called You Must Discuss, not I Must Discuss. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just got you must discuss. I use that as a verb, so you have to. Do All right, it. Jeremy, thank you for discussing. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me, Michael. Have a great show. And that was you must discuss. And now I'd like to welcome our guest, actor, producer, and writer Larry Dorf. Welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Uh, before we go on to your new show, nobody's on TV land. I mean, I'm that I think that's the biggest thing going on. I wanted to talk about your time with the the Groundlings. Yeah. When were you there and for, for how long? Well, the Groundlings, I started taking classes at the Groundlings, uh, 1997. And, uh, you know, each, I don't know if you know how the Groundlings works, but each level is like an audition for the next level. And it, it, it turns into like a big, a big triangle that seems like a pyramid scheme or like, a you know, it's like a Scientology uh, kind of operation. It's not that, but uh, <laughs> I finally got into, so I came up with, uh, you know, you're in, what is it? Four levels of the school. And then finally you're, you're in the Sunday company where you're doing, cl you're doing shows, you're writing all week and then you're doing a uh, different show every Sunday. And then finally you get voted into the main company. And I was in the main company from, I believe I got in in 2002 and then I, uh, I stepped down in 2010, ma mainly because uh, I had my first kid in 2010 yeah. and, uh, you know, just getting up really early in the morning and uh, you're doing sh shows on the weekends, eight and eight and 10 o'clock and, you know, not getting home till like one or two in the morning. So I, I thought it was my time to step down. Uh, yeah, the people I came up with, I mean, besides being great training and I learned how to improvise and I learned how to write. And, you know, you're performing all the time. So you're just kind of learning how to do that in front of a live audience. Um, and the live audience there is not like other comedy theaters. It's, it's not made up of comedy people. It's made up of, um, you know, like tourists. So it's, it's, it's like true audiences. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a great, great training ground. And I came up with Ben Falcone and Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig and Kent Sublett, who's now the head writer on Saturday Night Live. And Hugh Davidson, Rachel Ramirez, and came, come up with all these amazing people. And to be in that, have all these people as my peers 
is pretty uh, pretty lucky. So are the auditions in a, a part of live shows, like with an audience, or is it separate from that? The auditions to get into the Groundlings. Well, you you audition for the Groundling School, and if you make it in there, then you start in the first level where you learn basic improv, and then you have the teacher, you know, deciding whether you move up or not. Got it. Uh, then you start the next level. You start writing, and it's not really. Uh, and then it's kind of up to the teacher, and then once you get higher up in the in it, um, then it's the main company that votes on you. Okay. And there's only 30 people, so it's like it, there's a, you know, inevitably going to be a, a backlog, you know, so people have to step down to clear up a spot. So okay. when you're not doing shows anymore, it's like, all right, time to go, bud. <laughs> so, so many, so many successful comedians, actors have come out of the Groundlings. I mean, you mentioned some, uh, some others, Will Ferrell, Phil Hartman, Kathy Griffin, all, all former Groundlings. Why do you feel or why do you think... Uh, there are so many successful comedian actors that come out of the groundings. I mean, that's a great question. I just, I feel like, I mean, that that's my only real point of reference. You know, I, I didn't come out of uh, UCB or I didn't come out of Second City, so I, I can't totally compare it. But, I mean, once you get up to the main company or even the Sunday company, which is a level right before the main company, you've kind of been, you've been really tested. You've, you've just, you kind of learn you know, you just have so much experience doing shows over and over and you learn how to fail, you know, doing shows. And some of my greatest memories are just my spectacular failures um, at the Groundlings. And you kind of learn like, well, you know, you fail and, you know, the, world, the, the floor is not going to drop out and the world's not going to explode and it's not that big of a deal. And then you kind of freeze you up to take more and more chances. Yeah, I just I just think it's a great place to kind of I mean it's it's I I went to college I graduated University of Arizona I kind of shit on the University of Arizona a lot in the show but <laughs> but I feel like because um, in the show nobody's Rachel and I are uh, we're writers and uh, you know we talk about how like you know so many comedy writers come out of Harvard the reason we're not so successful is our, our writing team comes out of the University of Arizona but my real, like, where do I feel my, my true alma mater is, is, is the Groundlings. That's like my, my place. Okay, so, so all, all these people uh, that we mentioned, you know, they've gone on to have long, successful careers. Why, why haven't you succeeded like so many others? You know, that's another <laughs> uh, one of the million-dollar questions. <laughs> There's a lot of people, you know, one of the things I think we do really well in nobodies is not only do we have a lot of guest stars that are familiar faces that you've that you've seen uh, from the Groundlings um, and beyond. We don't just have Groundling people in it, but we have a lot of Groundlings and a lot of famous ones. But then also ones that aren't famous for you know whatever reason they just haven't you know had that that big break yet. Uh, but they're equally funny, and we kind of shine a light on on those people too. That's a good way of getting around your question. Why why aren't I famous yet? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think I don't look like uh, someone that should uh, star in a TV show. Uh, so that's a testament to TV land for buying this show and letting us star in it. Because um, if it was on another network, it would have been like, all right, you guys get to write it. But now let's <laughs> let's hire like better looking versions of you. you. Definitely have a face to be a writer. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's more real uh, that, you know, we're not quite the uh you know perfect for tv 
uh, faces that you see uh, on uh, your your CSI shows. Well, I was just trying to I was just trying to be funny. I, I wasn't. Uh, you're def- <laughs> definitely successful and uh, about to be. I mean, I've seen the the trailer for Nobodies, and it looks it looks really good. Looks really funny. And you mentioned uh, executive producers uh, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. So um, was she in Growlings when you were there? Yeah, she was in there too. Okay, she was. You know that it's kind of crazy because it's like, you know, we've all known each other for like. 18 years or something or you know so i would see melissa just just kill at the groundlings you know all the time these big great characters and like just an audience favorite and and then it was kind of crazy that like bridesmaids came out and suddenly you know people were like where did melissa mccarthy come from Mm -hmm. and it's like uh, you know we've all seen it for such a long time it's like it's not a it's not a shock. And same with Kristen Wiig. It's like, you know, you've just seen these people uh, just kind of kill. And, uh, you know, now, you know, slowly but surely the world kind of gets to see it. Yeah, thinking thinking they deserve it for a long time and then actually having it come to fruition. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And they do deserve it. You know, they work hard. and Yeah, they're very, very talented. Very talented. She's she's hilarious. She's hilarious. Yeah. And you've been in a few of her, a uh, few of her projects, right? So she takes care of her, you know, her close, uh, her close allies, right? You've been in the boss and in and, and Tammy, right? Yes, yes, and and you know those things were um, in both of those movies. I went out, I went out to, uh, I think Tammy was North Carolina and the boss was Atlanta, and so I went out for a couple of weeks as like, uh, you know, like an on-set punch-up writer, you know, just kind of pitching jokes and things and. And then uh, while I was there, it was, you know, it was like, oh, do you want to play this part? And like in the boss, it was the security guard and there wasn't really anything to it. But um, then it was, you know, it's just like working with friends. Like I never thought like, oh, my God, I'm in this I'm in this big, but, you know, this big Universal Studios movie. All I was thinking was this is fun. I'm working with, you know, Ben is behind the camera, you know, looking at the monitor, telling me he'll just tell me to cut. So I just feel comfortable uh, improvising. So it was just a, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's fun working with friends. It's sort of a, a dream. It's a perk, right? It's a perk. You feel more comfortable and you can totally let that, let that funny self of yours go, right? Being, uh, with people, you know, yeah. Yeah. How about, are you allowed to, uh, are you, so you must be allowed to improvise with nobodies or is it strictly the script or I'm, I'm sure you guys improvise, right? Yeah, I mean, we the scripts are pretty tight, and they're I think pretty funny if if I do say so myself. But uh, um, yeah, we do do the script. We shoot uh, we shoot the script, and then we do go off uh, the script also, and allow for improv. And you know, like the day, you know Melissa's in a, in a couple episodes, and people like Melissa, and you know Jim Rash and Nat Faxon and Steve Little and. You know, these people love to improvise and they're great at it. So they did. And it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the improv, just because of the parameters that it's, you know, a 22 minute show, a lot of that stuff inevitably gets cut. Um, I, I want there to be a uh, like an outtakes and not outtakes, but uh, somewhere that people can see extended versions of these shows, because some of the improv stuff is just great. Yeah, you should get TV land to put some of that stuff online. That'd be fun. I know, I know. We were just talking about that before, but that would be great, yeah. Okay, so the show stars yourself, obviously, uh, Hugh Davidson and Rachel Ramress. Am I saying that right? Ramress? Mm-hmm. 
You are, yeah. So what's it like? I mean, you guys all play yourselves, right? In in Hollywood and 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 how, what's it like playing yourself as a as a character that has written lines? It is. I mean, it's version. It's it's based on ourselves. It's you know, it's heightened versions of ourselves. But you know, Hugh and Rachel and I have worked together for so long, and you know, we're all, we are best friends in real life, and we're very honest with each other. So before we started writing, we went out to dinner. And we had paper and we, and we uh, were very honest uh, with each other about like Rachel and I would would uh, make a list of, of things about Hugh, good and bad, and, you know, brutally honest. And then, you know, they would do it about me and Hugh and I would do it for Rachel. And we had so much material um, of just kind of traits, positive, negative, And we had so much there that a lot of it got used in the show. So it's it's. Um, it's a real honest warts and all look at ourselves. You know, I think each of our characters are so specific. Like what's funny about me is not what's funny about Rachel or not funny, not what's funny about Hugh that each character, you know, we are specific. So it's, it's a lot of the comedy comes from character and it's not, it's not just like a joke driven show. It's, it's really from character and, and, you know, we're kind of the, we take the brunt. We're the butts of, of, of the joke. So these are real things about about you guys that you guys came up with about each other, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so much of the show, I mean, the downside of that is the people, you know, like my wife in real life, I have a, you know, and I have a wife in the show. And since it's like, oh, in the show, I'm playing myself. And it's like, well, where does that line go? Then does that mean that my wife is is really playing what my wife is like in real life? And that's kind of a weird thing to navigate. It's like, no, um, this is a different person. It's not based on my real life wife, Samantha. Uh, so we changed the name, you know, so it's, you're a little more free to make the character, uh, you know, do what the character will. So it gets a little weird where people are like, oh, is that, you're talking about your, you know, your father-in-law. Like I have a thing about my father-in-law on the show, but it's, I hope my real father-in-law doesn't think it's based on him, you know? So it's a, it's a weird line. <laughs> a scene where you and your, your wife, your TV wife talk about him badly and no, 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 no. That's not real. That has nothing, to, that has nothing <laughs> to do with not us. Real. No. no. So I noticed uh, a lot of, a lot of, I noticed a lot of cameos. Uh, who were uh, some of the cameos we should expect? We have, I mean, it's a great, we have a great list. We have, uh, there's Allison Janney, there's Jason Bateman, uh, Ben Falcone's in a bunch, uh, Melissa's in there, Kristen Bell, Bob Odenkirk, Kristen Wiig, uh, Cheryl Hines, Michaela Watkins, uh, Maya Rudolph, Jim Rash, Nat Faxon. And all play themselves, right? And they all play themselves, mostly? They all play themselves, yeah. Steve Little doesn't play himself. He plays someone that works at our fictional uh, cartoon that we write on called The Fartlemans. So he, he's the, uh, the editor, Craig, our editor, but he's really, really funny. I'm trying to think, did I leave anyone out? I'm sure I left people out. But it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, we, got a, we got a lot of great people in there. I think we might have tricked the audience, in the, especially in the pilot, because, you know, when I see a, a pilot, a show I've never seen before, starring people I've never seen, uh, I don't have a lot of interest in that. <laughs> so I, I feel like we accidentally tricked the audience because you see us, Hugh, Rachel, and me, mm-hmm. 
And then right when you're like, oh, I don't care about these people. I've never seen them before. Then you get a little dose of, of Maya Rudolph and, and Jim Rash and that Saxon. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to stick with it a little bit. And then you see us a little bit more. And then, and then you, uh, you, right when you're getting bored of us, then you get, you know, Ben Falcone and then, and, and then a little more of us. And then, oh, don't worry, you got Jason Bateman. So hopefully by the end, people are comfortable with us, that, that they'll stick with it. That's actually a premise of one of the scenes that they show in the trailer, right? You're about to lose out on a, on a show pitch. And then um, Rachel mentions uh, Melissa McCarthy wants to be in it or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It got you in. Now, in real life, we did have, in the show, we're trying to get Melissa on board to be in this movie that we wrote called Mr. First Lady, because we think that's, you know, if Melissa's involved, the movie will get made and all our dreams will come true. That was a real idea that we did have. We did really have this idea called Mr. First Lady that we did go to Ben to, to uh, try to get Melissa involved. So a lot of that stuff's all true uh, as well. That was a real thing. Okay. Well, looking looking forward to that. So I wanted to before I before we uh, we're going to start winding down, but um, I want to talk a little bit about Mike Tyson mysteries. So you're a writer. You write for that show as well. Was it was it was it your? Uh, did you create as well? No, didn't create it. That was well. The that's another thing. It's Hugh, Rachel, and I are the writers on that show. Okay. Yeah, Hugh was very instrumental in kind of forming it, uh, making it what it is right now. That's a, a Warner Brothers animation. You know, they're the ones that hired us. It wasn't like we pitched the idea to them. But very, that's a really fun show to work on also and something we're super proud of. And that's another show that's got our, a lot of our friends in it. It's got Rachel's in it. Uh, Hugh and I do voices on it. Jim Rash is hilarious in it. Norm MacDonald's in it. Yeah, that's a very funny show too. Yeah, Pigeon Pigeon is definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people's favorites. Um, yeah. Is there a season three in the works? A season three is being finished right now. I don't quite know when that comes out, but yeah, we did a season three on that. So there's 20 episodes that'll be coming out. I don't I don't know when. <laughs> Maybe okay. the fall. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, just a, a a quick question: When you guys do the recording, and just my naivete but uh do you guys get in a room together or is it all everybody's individual and does it depend on the depend on the because you've done a lot of voiceover stuff right a lot of uh anim- different animation yeah. i think right is it is it standard that everybody does it on their own or is it um standard that you guys all get together it depends some shows uh you do it kind of one by one you know it's has to do with schedule a lot of times but on mike tyson it's usually Everybody except for Mike. Mike records in Vegas, mm-hmm. and everyone else then records in L.A., um, and usually everyone's together. Oh, very cool. Sometimes there's like a rewritten, you know, something's rewritten, and, you know, we only need someone, so then they'll just come in and, and do that. But it's way better when everybody's together. Yeah, yeah, you can vibe off of each other. Yeah. Okay, so I like to, uh, I like to, quit, I like to quiz my guests. All right, you were ready. Mm-hmm. Were you ready for a quiz? I love a quiz. You do love a quiz. Okay. I love a quiz. I want to see how smart my guests are. So, uh, and this is. Uh, oh my gosh. Yes, this is how smart are voiceover actors and writers? Because you do both, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. All right, got three questions for you. All right, or actually three three terms, three ter- industry terms for uh, uh, voiceover work. Uh, the first one is popping. Popping. What is popping? 
popping is when uh, it's a pee pop. It's when you um, your peas you you you're supposed to when you when you make a pee sound you're supposed to kind of look away from the mic so that the 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 burst of air doesn't make a popping noise. Ding 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 ding. Good job. These are gonna be too easy for you. Yeah. You're a pro. You're a pro. <laughs> and there's a thing that you put in front of a mic called a popper stopper that's supposed to minimize that too. I got one right here. I got one in front of my mic. All right. Uh, second is uh, punch. What does it mean to punch? What does it mean to punch? Right. You punch. You punch a word or phrase. Oh, I guess that would mean uh, 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 give it more emphasis. We also call it billboarding. Nice, nice. Giving it an empathetic uh, tone. Yeah. Two for two. Two for two. Okay. Two for two. La- last one. What's a what's a trigger? A trigger. It's exactly what you think it's it a is. Trigger. It's exactly uh, what you think it a is. A trigger. Uh, is something that, that that makes other something else bigger happen. Close. A yeah. Trigger. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a, a signal, an emotional or physical signal that sparks say uh, something else. Yeah. Sparks a, a impulse. Well, you know what? My goal before this quiz was to get two out of three. <laughs> I'm not going to give myself credit for that last one. You get partial partial <laughs> credit, partial gain. You've done a lot better than some. <laughs> other, you've done a lot better than some others. Oh great! Well, I'm not classically trained in uh, voiceovers. I'm, I'm, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I kind of stumbled into it. Well, and you did great. You did great. All right. So season premiere of Nobody's season premiere of Nobody's starts uh, March 29th and is on Wednesdays, 10 9 Central on TV Land. Right. That's right. How excited are you that this is coming out? I'm very excited. I think a lot of people are going to like the show. I think it's funny. I also think it's, it's relatable. It's not just you know, I think the easy way the easy way to frame it is like, oh, it's about Hollywood, but it's really not. Like, I mean, it is, but it's uh, <laughs> it's about people who think who compare. We're comparing ourselves to our famous friends. I think that's very relatable. People who think that like the world kind of passed them by, and it's just easy to compare yourself to other people. And when you do that, you'll always be you'll always think of yourself as a nobody. I think it's pretty relatable. Very cool words, Larry. Very cool words. Is it true you're already renewed for a second season? That is true. I think it's, it's uh, I'm assuming it's probably some paperwork error. <laughs> but uh, right now we are, we are, uh, we, they, they gave us a second season. Are you saying that can't be true? It can't be true. It's like when they release people from prison uh, by mistake. All right, Larry, I thank you for your time. Thank you. You can get all the details and links about actor, producer, and writer Larry Dorf and Nobody's on TV Land in our show notes. It's Cast Party Giveaway Keyword Time. You can win four free tickets to any future show at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse in Denver, Colorado. Your keyword is Coors. C-O-O-R-S. Just go to the podcastofthousands.com website and click on Cast Party. Enter your email address, first and last name, and the giveaway keyword. Coors, C-O-O-R-S, and click Submit, and you're entered for a chance to win four free tickets to any future show at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse in Denver, Colorado. Good luck! (coughs) Music's always been important to me. Whether I'm doing the Cupid Shuffle or the Shoulder Lean, I like listening to a lot of different music. I thought I'd let artists and bands submit their music to the podcast of thousands and we'd showcase it for them in each episode. Here's a song called Hold On To Me by the R&B artist Glancy Kelly.
who's from Texas. I picked this song from Glancy Kelly because it's downright smooth. It just is. If you like it, you can get all the information you need about Glancy Kelly in our show notes. Enjoy. You know, baby, things about that time. I know you've been thinking about it, because I have too. You've been fading daydreaming, thinking about my love. Tonight I'm gonna give it to you, uh-huh.
You've been listening to the Podcast of Thousands. Check us out at www.podcastofthousands.com and on iTunes. While you're there, make sure to subscribe, review us, and leave your comments. You can find all the details in our show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and to all you performers out there, break a leg.